Hi, thank you for joining me on my podcast, No Agenda, No Apologies. This is Lisa Marie Castabile. Some of you may know me as Kota in the spiritual world. I'm excited to welcome my friend, director, Robbie Countryman. Born in Los Angeles, California, Robbie attended USC. He began his career in television and film as a stage manager on the sitcom Growing Pains. He made his way up the ranks and is now directing major network shows such as Gabby Duran, Last Man Standing, The Upshaws, just too many to name. Let's welcome Robbie on my show. Hey, Robbie. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Lisa Marie? Good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, no, not a problem. I'm, I'm happy to do it. I know it's been so long. It's been a long it time. Too long. Too long. Yes, but... a number of years. <laughs> yeah. Now, how, how's your daughter doing? She's, she's, she's doing a bunch. I'm surprised I haven't worked with her yet. Well, okay. So now that was at the bottom of my notes, but we might as well talk about it now. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Meaning, meaning um, <laughs> yeah, that you have done so many, so a lot of body yeah, work with children. Yeah, I do children. so many. I'd like eight, 70% of my work is with, is with kids, you know, doing all the Disney, Nickelodeon right. The kids stuff on Netflix, you know. You know, I think she um, she auditioned for a few of your gigs. Um, I saw okay. that you worked on Bizarre Vark. You know what's interesting is that when I get a casting from the um, agent, I don't even have time to go. Okay, who do I? I just like right, just right, right, go over right. like ten pages of dialogue. You know, sure. that night and put it on. We record it and then we send it. Um, but because she's eight and she's been working for so long. You know, I'm very familiar with some of your other shows too, like Bunked and uh-huh. Raven's Home. Sure, so sure, that sure, so that sure. brings me up to the question: um, mm-hmm. Is did you always plan to work with kids? Because your body of work. No, um, <laughs> I I I didn't. Um, okay. It kind of just happened that way, and I think that stemmed from the fact that I was a football coach forever. I mean, oh. When I graduated from when I graduated from USC. Okay. Uh, way back in 1988, um, okay. I started coaching at my high school. Oh, okay. While while, while I was a uh, um, assistant director on the show Growing Things. Okay. And I just started, you know, I just started having a thing with kids and just really enjoy working with the high school kids. And then I started when my son was seven, I coached his youth football team. Oh, wonderful. And that kind of, so he was seven. That became my thing. I was coaching youth football, seven, eight-year-olds. I was coaching high school football, and I was uh, working as an AD at the same time. Oh, my goodness. How did you even it, juggle all of that? It, it was, well, the foot, it was difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was three days a week with the, with the seven and eight-year-olds. The high school thing was just when I could get there because the coach that, the head coach at the time was a guy who coached me while I was in high school. He okay. was quarterback coach when I was in high school, Beverly High School. Right. So I ended up, you know, just kind of giving back, and and I was there when I could could be. So I was there a couple of days a week, and then I was doing the kid thing two or three days a week, and then while I was working, and then um, you know, when I was an AD, I just always just started, you know, I would work with directors, and a lot of them would have trouble working with the kids or be lose patient with the kids, and a lot of times I would find myself pulling the kids to the side and just talking to them and, you know, co- coaching them up is what I call it, you know, right. just talking to them and get, kind of getting on their level and making them comfortable. And it just kind of became a thing. So oh, interesting. And then I started, then I started working. Um, then I got my direct, my first directing job I got was, was on the Reba show back in 2004. Reba. And I had a, I had a good time with that. And then I, I, uh, started getting a couple of Disney gigs mm-hmm. and those just started going really well. Mm-hmm. And I I really enjoyed working with the kids and talking to talking with them and teaching them and showing them the business as opposed to just directing them, kind of just mentoring them as well. And that just kind of became my thing. They saw how well I was working with the kids, and then I looked up, and then everybody just wanted wanted me to start doing their shows, you know. Because at the time, back in the back in the you know early two thousands, there were a lot of old time directors who. Uh, guys in their 60s and 70s right. who were kind of on their way out, and they they were making kids cry, and you know they just didn't really they didn't have the patience to right. work with them. 
And the the networks just sort of dealt with it and didn't really, you know, right. didn't really have the kids back. You know, it was kind of mm-hmm. kind of sad to see, you know, right. how these directors would be yelling, making the kids cry, you know. And then the, and so I just kind of went the other direction and just, you know, loved them up and coached them up. And then that kind of, that kind of became my my thing and and just how I, what I started doing. And then the next thing I know, that's kind of where most of my work started to be. Right. So I just kind of went with it, you know. You know, that's interesting. Everybody has a story how they broke into the industry. Mm-hmm. You must be yeah. the absolute first director ever to break mm-hmm. in by loving children. It's very interesting. <laughs> and it's a special yeah. skill. I yeah. did not know until I had a child how right. difficult it is. But I'm yeah. definitely yeah. one of those people. I enjoy playing pretend play with my daughter. I enjoy um, Absolutely. getting on my hands yeah. and knees and playing Legos. I actually oh. enjoy homeschooling her. I mean, yeah. trust me, yeah. we have our moments, as you know, being, mm-hmm. in the, being the lockdown. As we, as we yeah. all do, of course. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so it's definitely an interesting thing. And it is a skill. And I want to mention, we met on, I believe, Joey and Melissa. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. And Melissa I wanted, and Joey. Yep. I know. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to um, say that you are just, um, I have to tell the audience is that, whether you're a lead or a series regular or you're on mm-hmm. for a day player, um, right. you treat everybody the same. Like no one, when I was on for a couple of days, no one would even, right. they would think, is she a series regular? Is she like, right, you, you just right. don't know because there's so many people, but you are just, sure. you're a gem in the industry. Let me tell you, you're a gem because I've been around for a while. I don't think people know <laughs> that I've been in the industry for so long, Right. but right. you're definitely a gem. I want to say that. And thank you. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that. I, you know, when I was a when I was a PA out and and I was getting lunches for the cast of Growing Pains, and I would often see our <laughs> one of our directors mm-hmm. how he just treated people so poorly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, he'd yell at people about it about his sandwich not having cheese, and and then you know, I just kind of was. I was always like, if I ever become a an AD or in charge of the stage, I am going to treat everybody the exact same. I'm not going to kiss up to the exec producers and I'm going to talk to the PA or the mm-hmm. lunch lady or crafts or whoever it is, they're going mm-hmm. to be as important because they are, they are, they really are as important as, as the people at the top. You know I mean? Like we're finding on this lockdown, how people that were at the so-called bottom, how important they are, mm-hmm. you know, with, with people that you have to go now that you need people to get, bring you grow get groceries those folks that work in the grocery store how important those people are how important the people are to bring the food at four in the morning you right. know you, people don't realize realize the need and how important that stuff is and not until you look up now and, and and you really you can't go without the basic needs you know when right you're at home and you don't have food well how are you going to get that food right you know? exactly. and so yep. it's just it's just it's the, the paradigm shift, you know, it's amazing. It is, because now what, what we think. we're relying on people that we wouldn't necessarily think we're, we would rely on. And Absolutely. also, and also um, with this lockdown, I mean, I feel like taking away from the lockdown and the quarantine is mm-hmm. really, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You can't write out a check and say, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go get my nails done. Everyone is in the same level. We're at the, the we're at ground zero. Just go to show you. We're all the same. We are all the same, no matter what. You know, there's a there's a a word, socioeconomic background. You know, just to, mm-hmm. to say that that's even a word is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But we're just all people trying to love our kids and make it and, and do the best we can while we're here. You know, and it and it, this this will this will show you that when you when you like you said you line up and you're you're in your home. Mm-hmm. And you can't go anywhere, and you know you need you need that person at the grocery store to, to fill those shelves so you can eat. You know, and you don't think about that person when you're going to your day to day job, or you're a big time, or you're a big time studio exec, and you're driving your Jaguar into the studio, and people are washing your car and pulling it into a mm-hmm. lot for you, and doing all that the things for you, supposedly. You know, it just shows you how how you know that just really means nothing in the right in the, in the uh, the spirit of things. So, what a great attitude! How are you and your family navigating through this quarantine and the in the lockdown? So my kids are my kids are grown, so mm-hmm. they're in their mid twenties. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, they're working from home, 
on their prospective jobs. And uh, my wife and I are just every day waking up and, you know, I found old shows to watch, uh, doing a lot of reading and uh, relaxing in the backyard, going for walks Mm -hmm. and and working out every day pretty much at like a certain time. I'm, I'm going on going online and picking up picking out workouts on YouTube that I that look interesting. I have a little home gym in, in my garage right. garage. I have a little I have a little area that has a bunch of dumb dumbbells and, and, and a Pilates machine. So I'm just I'm just trying to stay in shape and keep my mental focus and stay sane and uh, you know, get through it. The days are going by so fast. You know, I think that they are they're too just flying by. You know, you look up it's three o'clock. Yep. And it's like, oh, we're eating for dinner, and then and, and, you know, we're cooking every day, and and so it's you know, it's 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 uh, it's it, I just feel so fortunate. I find myself thinking, wow, I'm so lucky to just be able to be in the space that I have mm-hmm. right now, and appreciate my home and my backyard, and you know, sit by my pool and just relax, and you know, lucky to be able to sit somewhere and 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 uh, be where it's nice to be, you know. Right, that's a great so attitude. I feel very, I feel very fortunate that I'm mm-hmm. able to do that during this time, and I and it's and it's it's made me appreciate my home so much more, and and where I live and the people I live around. You know, it's it's been really because I've got great neighbors, and and uh, you know, it's just been a, been a blessing to walk around my neighborhood and just you know, see the sights and walk around the paseos and just see everything. It's kind of a you know, I, I feel very blessed. Mm-hmm. That's to be good. able to do all those things, you know. This is definitely bringing out the best in people. And I, I'm yeah. sure you've noticed creative people taken to, you know, live streaming and YouTube. And that's sure, such a sure. great thing. Have you been able to do anything creative? Well, I not really. I mean, I I told myself I'm going to do something creative. But I found myself just sort of, you know, relaxing. That's okay. Books and, you know, looking at old old shows that I didn't have time or didn't didn't make time to to watch. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I, I just uh I just um binge watched um uh, uh uh the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. When you text me that I started watching it and we are just oh, so in love great. with it. Everything oh, about it. The writing it's so, so good. It's so well done. And so I, I I watched that and then now I'm watching an old show from early 2000s, The Wire that was on HBO. Yes. I wasn't really able to watch that when I was, because that was in the crux of my kids growing up and how big my kids were super busy. You know, my Mm -hmm. son was football track. My daughter was doing cheerleading. She was was part of an elite cheer squad that traveled all over the place. So it was, we were kind of just all over the place. So I didn't really, and I was working and coaching and doing all that. So I didn't really have time to watch some of those great shows in the 2000s. So I started to pick this one up. Someone said, hey, you got to check The Wire out. So I've been watching The Wire. Yep. And I've been binging that. And, Good. And uh, binging that. I've read three books already. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I. Uh, yeah, that's so great. <laughs> I'm more of like physically, what can I do? You know, that's why. Yeah. Can I talk? That's me. Let me start yeah, a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> great. Like, you know, I, I'm my days. I wake up, and maybe maybe watch an episode of something, maybe breakfast, and I go work out, and then I maybe or maybe go for a walk. My wife and I will walk like Good. four miles around the, the neighborhood. Come home, you know, read a book or watch some more, watch another show, <laughs> and and you know, and and then I'm then next thing you know, it's time for it's time for wine. It's time for it's yeah. time for uh, uh, to make to make dinner or whatever, mm-hmm. or sit, sit in the sit in the jacuzzi or you know whatever it is. That's so nice. My neighbors, talking to my neighbors across the across the way. So you know, it's just kind of and then trying to. I mean, I find myself. You know, I was watching. I was watching so much news early on. It was really, really. It was really. I think it was affecting me. Oh, it in does. Not a good, good way. That negative was, input was, constantly yeah. on your. Brain. I mean, more more than I even realized. I mean. It was, to the point where I was like, am I having like an anxiety attack right now? What's going on with me? You know, I just had to put it. So I stopped, you know, I'd watch, I watched, I watched little updates throughout the day right. for like 10 minutes and then I'm done with it. I mean, yeah. I'm watching, I'm turning it off. I'm not watching. I mean, I've been, lately what I've been doing is turning on Family Feud every, every, every <laughs> evening instead of watching CNN yes. at six and seven Simple o'clock. Stuff. I'm like, 
I, I'm turning off, I'm watching Family Feud or, you know, something like that to just, you know, get away from it. Because so, it's just not, it's just not so, you don't want to keep feeding your mind that, that, that negativity. And because it really, you process it and whether you even know it or not, it affects you. you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good so advice. That's been, been a thing. It's been a big, a big thing. What other advice do you have for people listening, um, creative people from directors to actors to musicians, any, anything or any advice you have for people to stay grounded? Um, well, I think to just throw yourself into your craft. I mean, that would be, you know, create something. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're like, if you're a, if you're, if you write or if you're a director who hasn't really written much, start thinking about ideas for, for shows, throw, your, throw yourself into that space, you know, and just kind of, kind of, kind of, uh, throw yourself in a room and, and just, you know, try to, try to just get some ideas going about, about a show that maybe you've thought about in the past, you just never really have given time to, you know, things like that, whatever you can do to just sort of escape and mm-hmm. create, to get your mind going in a positive way that mm-hmm. will, um, that will, that will just keep you keep you away from the negative because there's so much of it you know everywhere mm-hmm. you look there's there's something being talked about about that's not you know something your mind really needs to hear at that moment and I mean like you need to have the you need to have the the broad strokes of the news but you don't really need to to get into the microcosms of the virus and this and that because you know because look I don't think they really know. Right. I know. Our, I don't think anyone really knows, you know, how this is going to affect us going forward and what we're really going to do. Mm-hmm. And and everybody's kind of figuring it out on there. Everybody's kind of figuring it out where we're we're depending on our on our leaders to help us. And some of our leaders aren't so great right now, and some of mm-hmm. them are are mm-hmm. great. Yeah. But you just have to trust in trust in you know what your beliefs are spiritually and and move in that direction and sort of just um you know pay attention to to your your mind and where your where, where your mind and soul is at, at the moment because it's just you can find yourself going down a dark path very quickly right. through you know and it'll manifest itself through anxiety or through um you know getting into it with your with your significant other or lashing out it you know you just find yourself you know i've i've found myself having feelings that and really that I don't normally have because of being, you know, on a so-called lockdown and not mm-hmm. being able to get out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, when I'm not working, my getaway is to play golf. Oh, well, right yeah. now I cannot play golf. Mm-hmm. I can't go out and go to a golf course for five hours and have that peace of mind that I normally have mm-hmm. when I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, stress from work or that release from a tough two, three week show that didn't go so well. I don't have that outlet. So I, uh, you know, you have to sort of find, uh, find something that works and throwing yourself into a, a space of being creative. That'll, that can alleviate a lot of that stress, I think. Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely what a lot of people are doing. And they, they I think they have to commit to themselves to do yeah. it daily, just like working 100%. out. You, you kind of don't want to work out, but you're, exactly. you've only, I have my little stepper on, you've only you mm-hmm. know, stepped 120 steps and you're like, mm, that right. needs to be 10,000. So you have to just right. commit. Right. And when you're in the middle of it, you're I mean, I don't know, you go for a walk nowadays. I don't know if it's yeah. because we're indoors and it's not that bright and you go outside and mm-hmm. it's sunny and it's bright and crisp and all these luscious colors you see. Yeah. So it's exactly. probably brought the mind to go, hey, wow, that leaf is, th- those trees are actually 20 different shades of green. I'm showing my daughter as exactly. we walk. So you have to commit mm-hmm. to it and then follow through. And then all of a sudden, 30 days later, you're walking 10,000 steps a day, which is about five oh, miles. Wow. You know, that's five miles. That's, that's, and that's a great, it's yeah. so, it's so good for your peace of mind mm-hmm. to do that. And it's physically, I mean, they say it's, it's much better to walk an hour than it is to, to do, you know, high, high in cardio for 30 minutes. It's mm-hmm. better just to take a walk. It's better for your body. It's better for your mind. Yeah. And uh, that's just uh, that I try to do that three days a week is just to go for like a five mile walk, yep. you know, with some, with some hills. And, and I find how much better I feel when I get back. You know? Isn't it? Just Isn't you, number one, you've accomplished something. You didn't right. just, you know, just sitting around. 
and it's good for you. It's good for your your body. Right. So, um, so since every, the, I mean, the industry, it's taken a huge hit, yeah. like every yeah. other industry. But we're we are in Hollywood. We're in L.A. And yeah. um, I know this is such a broad question. Where yeah. do you where do you see the industry going? I mean, I'm sure you have some insight. You know, uh, I actually I have no idea. I mean, I really don't have an idea of where it's going. Um, I I am hopeful that we will get back to work mm-hmm. like later in the summer. Right. And that, you know, they'll obviously have some social distancing measures in place to mm-hmm. where we maybe where, where we do our table reads instead of doing them in a room full of, you know, a crowded room with all these people. We just do them on stage where it's open and, mm-hmm. you know, we can be together and then maybe people are maybe we're at a table, the cast is at a table and the producer in the audience, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Or, or that we know when we have run through everybody that, that used to normally come, maybe it's, it's less people, you know, I just right. see that there are definitely going to be some, some adjustments made mm-hmm. uh, when, when we, when and if we do get back to work um, this summer, I mean, it's just going to, there's just a whole host of things that just have to be ironed out because, right. you know, all it's going to take is, you know, uh, one little uptick in this virus again, and we're going to be back to doing this. Right. Or we're, mm-hmm. we're at home. So uh, how we lay out or how it's laid out later, um, how we come back and start to work again and how we, you know, whether it's how they have, the, how much testing they have going on, how we know that people who had it, had it, or whatever it is, whatever, when they talk about all these different things that, that mm-hmm. scientifically are going on it's just really it's just gonna it, it's really gonna be contingent on that i mean i don't see i really don't see us you know like right now people are doing shows and, and everybody's zooming from home or skyping from home i just don't feel like that's gonna be you can't do a tv show that way you can certainly do a talk show that way for mm-hmm. a while Right. But I don't think that I don't think that's sustainable either. I just mm-hmm. don't think people are going to keep tuning in to something like that. They will for like three, four months, but I, you know, you can't do that for for eight months or two, you know, right. a year. So I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I honestly, hope, I mean, it's just my hope that we we are able to get back and just do it a little differently. How we, you know, how we social distance while working, and right. that'll be mm-hmm. interesting in itself, you know. Mm-hmm. People wearing masks all the time at work, you know. People, what, what you know, whatever it is. I mm-hmm. mean, it's 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 going to. I'm interested to see how that shakes out mm-hmm. in the next six months or so. You know, right? Because we were at the height of pilots, pilot right. season, absolutely, and and so all those things got delayed. Right. You know, it's going to be interesting to see when we go back. Are those shows going? Are those pilots going to be just? tossed out are they going to save them for another year another pilot season are they going to do them now and then maybe this the 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 season shifts i mean i these are there's just so many there's so many variables in question that you know we just don't they don't know no one no one knows i mean no one really knows right and uh you know i just think i mean we will all adapt as we do go because i think that you know as a race as a human race we are we are very pliable, and 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 we'll we got a lot of smart people in the in the business that will you know end up doing things the right way, and and uh, I love how our governor is leading oh, right yeah. now. We're very and, lucky, and, and so we are very lucky in that in that sense. Mm-hmm. Glad, you know, because he he's doing it the right way. Our our mayors are doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. They're taking the right cues. So I think our rollout will be will be successful, and and I think our studio people will take the the the, the lead from those folks mm-hmm. when they figure out how to lay out what we're doing later on so i'm hopeful that 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 that, that goes well and goes smooth and we'll see so there's no move you don't see any movement you know kind of looking around or reading some of the uh-huh. trades i've right. read um there's a possibility let's say the industry, or the you know, basically the world, or at least California, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. least you know Hollywood opens up right. around the summer. So we're already right. what month are we in? We're in April. We're in April now. So, so I, figure, I figure by I figure by July maybe that right. you know things because it's hotter. The the yeah. disease kind of 
Hopefully, hopefully yeah. the disease will, will do what other viruses have done in right. the summer. <laughs> right. Do you have an inkling or a feeling that it could just get incredibly busy where studios... Well, yeah. I actually, if this thing is under control, it will absolutely go, uh, the business will actually explode. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to, it's going to be so busy from mm-hmm. July through the end of the year. It won't even like, right. my agent, I've been speaking with my agent the last, you know, uh, once a week, the last few weeks. And he said this, he said, look, if when, when, when things are back to quote unquote normal or whatever mm-hmm. the new normal is, mm-hmm. that it's just going to, there's going to be a lot of opportunity. So mm-hmm. just, you know, be, he right. said it's going to be a frenzy of hiring. So right. just, just be ready, and I'm um, and 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 I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that that is the case. You know, look, I'm 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 uh, I just pray that uh, that that it it's not something else to where we think we're going back to work, and then, oh, we got another yeah. issue with this virus for another, and, and now we're back to quarantine. Well, that for, was um, part of the question that I had was that. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes, you know, less of an issue when it's hot. And think when you right. think about it, California, or at least in the Valley, or at least right. in, in, you know, L.A. area, I don't know if um, our audience knows, but it's hot in October. So we're lucky in that regard. Yeah, it's been it's been hot. It's been hot. You figure if we can go from June through October, November, and then it starts to get a little chilly. And then if they right. need to break down, already the industry most of the time in L.A. is kind of closed in December. So I'm wondering Correct. if it's like, hurry up, get all the content you can get in six months. And then if right. we need to c- pull back again in December, January, February. Is that, what do, you, what do you think about that? I think that's a very real possibility. I, re- I really do. I mean, you know, um, it, it, that 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 could happen on many levels, and mm-hmm. uh, if it does, I, I would be I would be that would be my hope is what you just said. Right. If that that it, that it did happen that way, if it that way, and then the dream would be that we just would be able to keep going. That mm-hmm. you know they've gotten, we've gotten a vaccine. We have, you know, we have an understanding of 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 how this thing works and how to prevent it and how to you know because you know. We've been so blind, or we've been we've been flying blind the last, you know, since November, December on this thing, and and now that we have information and a lot of brilliant people working, hopefully, you know, the next time around we'll we'll be ready, which I I believe we will be. We'll at least be more ready and aware. Be more ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll certainly be in a better position than we were the last time, and and uh, and and hopefully our president will believe what he's being told <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yeah so it's in and what we're talking about is just just our thoughts my intuition but um hopefully uh-huh. there'll be more answers to come when we yeah, you know, hear definitely. from you know um yeah the, the scientists the, the scientists dr Fauci. so the, listen to the professionals and you know mm-hmm. you, you, there's a lot of great people out there mm-hmm. you know those those there's a reason why those those folks are doing what they're doing and have all that experience now we just gotta listen Right, right, and and I think we and I think we will. I mean, I think ultimately, you know, they're the they're the they're they are the ones leading this charge. You know, mm-hmm. behind closed doors. You know, right. they're just not out front. But you know, Fauci, Doctor Fauci's been been amazing through most of this, and and uh, he seems very very trustworthy. So um, right, he's know. a he's a straight shooter. Just he tells it like, like it, it is. He seems like it, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, and, you know, uh, I just hope we continue to, I feel like we've more come together. Everybody's more come together on both sides of the aisle a little better than, than it's been in the past. And hopefully it'll, it'll go that way instead of becoming completely tribal like it's been the last, you know, decade or two. Right. So, because um, that's just so needed. Everybody, you know, politics, politics could kill a country. Right. And uh, it, when you have 50% of the country one way and the other 50 the other way, nobody's listening to a word anybody is saying. And, and people get hurt. And people and people are dying because of it. You right. know, it's ridiculous. Which it's, is very it, serious. It, this it's, is... it's very serious. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I mean, you know, New York City did not have to be going through what they're going through right now. No. They didn't, you know, they don't. They didn't. And, and the fact that they're 
you know, they're the epicenter right now. It's just like, whew, it's, it's, that's been tough. They have a great leader, though. I'm so they do. They really do. I would listen to him about a half hour a day, and that that's my news, and then I move on. No, he's been amazing. He's been amazing. And you know, your your leadership show is three times like this, and and, uh, him and Newsom have they've been the they've been the the uh, the pillars Mm -hmm. of leadership through through this. So you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll continue. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's going to improve people's attitudes yeah. and outlook. Yeah. I hate to say it. It's in a sense, it's not great for my daughter. She's eight, but it's in a sense better for my daughter than kids sure. who were born maybe 15, 20 years ago because right. she's learning basic life skills. She's learning yeah. that not everything is perfect. Not right. everything is, we're in la la land and, yeah. you know, yeah. Like you said, Very true. big houses and jaguars and all that stuff. No. But she's yeah. learning like, okay, this is real. And you have yeah, to wear absolutely. a mask when we go hike. And I try to mm-hmm. explain age appropriate as much as I can with her. But um, sure. children going through this, it's like when my mom used to say to me, talk to me about the, my father lived through the depression or the depression and I'm saving everything sure. and she saved everything. Sure. So we don't yeah. waste food. So in a sense, that's bringing these children into a reality of not of being more respectful and appreciative of what they have in the moment. Absolutely. And that, that, that will only um, enhance them as they grow older and have them have more appreciation for, mm-hmm. for what's going on and, and how they grew up. It's important. It right. really is. Right. It really is. So I wanted to get in, talk to you a little bit more about uh-huh. um, the biz, you know, the other side of the sure. biz. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, now, when you say the other side, the side that's actually on set working. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, it's interesting. Like I was saying earlier, how you broke in as a director by mm-hmm. being by being able to connect with kids and get kids and and able to direct kids. Um, not uh-huh. everybody breaks into the industry like that. So, as far right. as like a, an aspiring director or an aspiring sure. even, um, and we'll get into the acting part, but an aspiring director, do you recommend film school? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I recommend because film school will teach you, um, it teaches you every aspect. I mean, mm-hmm. my film school was, my film school was being a PA. That was basically my film right. school, being a PA and learning the business from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. And the film school will, will, will definitely help with that because when you're doing your own little film, you got to do everything. You got to, you got to be the grip. You got to be the PA. You got to mm-hmm. be the director. You got to, it's really it's really just an on-the-job training mm-hmm. and uh you know it it that really helps with just you understanding understanding and appreciating your craft so when you do get your opportunity to break in that you have that skill set of, of of knowing how to talk to people knowing what everybody does knowing everybody's worth Mm-hmm. And 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 using everybody's worth while they're around you because the best thing the the one thing about being a director is you really have to utilize the the, the people around you. There are directors that, in my experience, when I was an AD, that did not do that. All they want they wanted to just do everything to try to prove to everybody that they mm-hmm. were in charge. Mm-hmm. Those guys just don't do that well. Mm-hmm. They just they don't. People don't like working with them. They stress themselves out. They burn out quickly. Mm-hmm. It's the guys who that it's the people who collaborate, the people who understand mm-hmm. that that you know, the director that says, "Hey, I don't know everything," you know, and uh, and and be okay with that, and 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 use the people around them uh, mm-hmm. to a to a in, in a sense that that they did create an environment that just really um, really really has team building in it. And and, right. and those are the more successful, at least for me anyway. I'm speaking for myself because it's mm-hmm. my work. But but I've also known it as a first AD. I've seen people work this way. Also, I'm seeing the directors who who are, who, who who thought that all they had to do was do it themselves. Those guys just did not did not last and did not do well. And that's kind of how that's kind of what made me the director I am today. Mm-hmm. Being able to being able to use the people around me that and just knowing the sense of team. I mean, I, I grew up an athlete. I played it. I played football in college. I I coached kids. I saw what a team does versus what a what one guy can do. And it's just always more successful when 
when more people are involved. Right. And, and when you when you have a crew of a hundred, you got to know what mm-hmm. that sound guy does. You got to know what that what that assistant props person does, and know mm-hmm. their value, and know know how to use them, and use them in the right way, and appreciate them because they're only going to they're only going to to work even harder for you when you do do it that way. Right, right. And uh, and, and and film school will build that foundation, you know, to where collaboration. Thing, the, yeah, because mm-hmm. the other thing is, is is people that go to film school maybe they may not they may they may get to film school and they may not want to be a director. Mm-hmm. They may get to film school and go, you know what? I want to be a DP now. Mm-hmm. I love I love doing this. So you're you're just seeing all sides of the business and and they're there are more avenues and more ways to, to work other than just being a director. It's a great aspiration, but that might, that might not be your calling later. Mm-hmm. Now that may be your, it may be, it may be you start out as a DP and then you go, you know what? I do want to be a director and you start directing that way. There are so many ways to get there. There's no one real right way. No, I've been right. told, I've been told no 4,000 times. I've been, I've been told that I'm, you know, well, I want to direct. Well, that's not going to happen. You know, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen, Robbie. I just, you know, been told that by a million people. Isn't that and, true? I know at least, at least I think in, if you're a, uh, an AD in the film world, film mm-hmm. besides TV, AD and in the film TV world. Too. And it's the TV same too. that you don't necessarily, yeah. you don't. That's they what tell I thought. You, they, they tell you, you're not yeah. going to, you're not, you're not going to, that's not going to happen. Right. Because but, we need you, we need you here. We need you to, right. to run this set. And right. I was told that, I was told that. You know, time and time again, to the point where I I got a chance to because I, I then I I was given an opportunity to direct, and then once I got that opportunity to direct and that show ended, I couldn't get a job anywhere else as a director. So I had to mm-hmm. go back to ading again. So I went mm. back to ading yep. for another six years, seven years. Wow! But but while I was an ad, I would take I would get one or two directing jobs here and there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just did that for a number of years. The transition and is the, very difficult. The transition was very tough mm-hmm. because people saw you for one, mm-hmm. people see you one way. Yep. And it took me a while to realize that people only saw me that way. So then one day I had a guy, a friend of mine, Charlie, Charlie Faithhorn, he's a, he's a, he's a prop guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were just talking about, you know, he saw my frustration because I was directing and one week when I came back and I had the AD on Melissa and Joey and I was, not having a good week, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, he said that. Uh, he, I said, uh, you know, I'm just sick of this. This, uh, I'm sick of this. My IMDb page keeps putting all this stuff on on me as a as a first AD. And I'm trying to get rid of it. And mm. he said, Robbie. He said, Robbie. The only way for the for you to not have that stuff on your IMDb page is for you to stop doing it. <laughs> and That's I just went to myself. Simple as that. I went. I gotta stop aiding it. Mm-hmm. So I, so I made an exit plan. I was like, okay, this is gonna be my last year doing doing this ad thing. Be the last year I do Melissa and Joey, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna I'm gonna break out, and I'm mm-hmm. just gonna see where see where the chips fall. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate because by that end of that year, I was directing a lot more. Mm-hmm. So it made it made the decision kind of easy. But I was supposed to go finish the last season of Melissa and Joey, and then I just did not do it. But I said, hey, I went into him. I said, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to be your AD this year. And, and a couple of them did not like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple of them had a conniption. But, you know, it was, it was the best decision for me at the time. And, mm-hmm. and I hadn't, haven't looked back since. That was, you know, seven years ago. Wow. And uh, I've been working pretty steady. That's great. Since then, you know, it's, I've been very fortunate. to. Right. My, tra- my transition was hard. But once I made it, it, uh, it sort of kept going right. in the, in a in a positive direction so i didn't have to feel like i had to to go back and and uh be an ad again and it, you know, my kids my kids were in college or junior you started college and all the way about college tuition and how am i going to pay for that if i'm not working and it just worked out worked out where i was i was working good you took the risk yeah. that's the that's I the did. key it was I a did. scary you have to. scary risk yeah. but you did at, it at, at some point in your career you will always have risk yeah. Say no to what you don't want and yes to what you exactly. do want. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And you got to stand by it. You know. Right. Just like actors. So, mm-hmm. um, because you do work with a lot of kids, 
Um, I do. Is that something that you're going to continue doing? Uh, I'm starting to do a little less of it now. I'm starting mm-hmm. to do more adult stuff, mm-hmm. honestly, in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's been that's just been different, you know. It's different mm-hmm. working with a with a with a, uh, an adult star than it is working with a green child actor. Right. So now, that's a that's a huge broad spectrum. Right. Now, what is the casting process for children? Well, generally the casting is done before I get there. Mm-hmm. So the so the casting director who is uh, who is put on a, a number of Disney shows will be overseeing two or three of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two weeks before I get there, they already have the script written and roles that are already out there. And they're already they're already auditioning mm-hmm. kids for those roles via the the through the the uh, the casting directors. Now, whether they're bringing kids in, they're either bringing kids in most of the time, which they do. Mm-hmm. But if the kid can't come in then they're they're putting kids on tape mm-hmm. and then they're showing them to the executive producer, or the showrunner. Mm-hmm. And then that person is choosing choosing the direct the 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 actor or actress at that time mm-hmm. um and that's kind of that's i mean that's the nuts and bolts of it i mean the 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 um the casting directors you know grabs up you know 10 15 kids for this for this one role or however many it is seven eight whatever it is mm-hmm. and they're usually kids that they know already kids that they like or have worked with before had them on other shows or that they've just discovered and then they they say, hey, here are your choices, you know, mm-hmm. and then the exec producer, showrunner or the other, maybe there's one or two executive producers, they mm-hmm. decide on who they're going to bring in for the role. And so by the time I get there, that person is cast. I meet them, work with them and, you know, just sort of put my put my uh, put my little fairy dust on them. <laughs> so you have no most directors. Well, some do, but uh-huh. most directors don't have any say in the casting. Not, not in multi-camera sitcom, mm-hmm. not at all, okay. uh, because it's done before we can, because unless I'm the, um, house director on a show, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I'm doing, you know, 14, 10 episodes of the 20 or whatever, mm-hmm. because, because I'm the way my career is now, I'm bouncing around every, every two to three weeks, I'm on something different. Mm-hmm. So by the time, so I don't really even have time to be in their in their casting process because I'm doing another show. I'm shooting a TV show for let's say you know uh, uh, Last Man Standing on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and then I got to start another show Wednesday. You know they have a table read, and I've been Monday and Tuesday. I've been working on Last Man Standing, and then I got this table read that I go to. Well, they they're casting that the week before, right. and I'm working with other I'm working with other people. So it's not it's not it's about some shows will send me links of people that they have uh, have that they've auditioned mm-hmm. and 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 ask for my input there, but that rarely happens either. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, that used to happen more more so, but not not as much anymore. They just I sort of just go with it. Now, if it's a pilot or something like that, then I I'm very involved in the cast. Nice. If it's if it's um, if it's a show, like I said, if I'm a, if I'm the house director where it's just a show where I do a number of episodes, then yes, then they have my input. Or if, if and then there are some showrunners that will ask me what I think. Um, or if I have anybody that they would like to see, then that'll be, uh, then my input is there. But for the most part, honestly, it's not, I'm not that involved in it. And, uh, and I'm okay with it as long as they're giving me people that I, that are, you know, talented and 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 they usually are they they usually are so uh, that hasn't really been an issue now when you said you work obviously children i mean they're so young mm-hmm. from yeah what, six sure. generally six years old till whatever anywhere from five to yeah. five to eight five to seventeen 18, right yeah now you yeah. said green yeah. do you prefer working with um young actors or children actors that have not studied acting or worked with scene study uh, or? I, I i i don't mind working if if i don't i would not love that if the whole cast was green mm-hmm. but if it's just one or two kids i love that because then they're they're sponges and they're they are just they're, they're going to get stronger just by seeing what's going on around them with the other actors mm-hmm. and then i'm just uh uh supplementing them and showing them the process uh you know each day 
And then each day is watching them get better and better. Mm-hmm. Each day is watching them understand what their what their character is and what they're playing and how the business works and what the protocol is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoy that because I see that as building building something with them to the point where I'm preparing you for this show this week, but I'm also preparing you for the next show you go to or mm-hmm. the next show you go to and the next series you have. And then when you are have your own show, that's what I'm preparing them for. I'm not just preparing them for the week. I've, I've, I've always had a long-term vision for each kid that I work with. Wonderful. And I tell, and I tell them that. Mm-hmm. I tell them that. I was like, look, I'm jumping on you today because I don't want you doing this when you have when you become a star. I mean, I've worked with all kinds of people mm-hmm. who are who were Disney kid actors and now they are their motion, their feature film actors mm-hmm. or their I mean, like Zendaya, for instance. You know, working with her for years on on the Disney show I did with her, and uh, now she is just a bona fide feature film star. You know. Right. And 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 just watching her grow and, and being a part of watching her grow has just been been an amazing thing to see where she is now to watch her from fourteen to where she is now at twenty two. Wow. It's just it's unbelievable. That must be great and to see yeah. that. And you were part of yeah. the, the very foundation. Yeah. That's re- that has to be rewarding. It's, it's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, 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 you know, there's a there's a lot of kids that just and then you see kids that they do this once and then they're gone. They're done. Right. <laughs> they don't, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't it's just wasn't their thing. And, right. and not because they weren't talented, just that they just, you know, they chose to do something different, which is fine too. So I've heard, I mean, you, you know, um, so let's say my daughter gets a casting and, uh-huh. um, or an audition and, okay. um, you know, she's going to memorize a lot of pages really fast. Sure, um, thank sure. goodness she's really fast at it. I don't mm-hmm. know how she does it, but. I don't know how actors do it I, <laughs> in, to this day. Right. To this day, 30 Between, years in the business, I don't mm-hmm. know how actors re- remember right. uh, 45 pages of a script. You know what's interesting? So understand. if you look at some of the old auditions, like if you Google, mm-hmm. like, um, Stand By Me, old audition, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. I don't know, The Outsiders, or you. Right. Right. Most of those auditions, they have the script in hand. Nowadays, they want these kids who are 8, 9, 10, walk in full, fully off book, right? It's amazing that they can do that. Right. Now, I've, I've heard mixed reviews about multicam and having to have uh-huh. the dialogue absolutely word for word. What, what, have, you, what right. have you experienced? I, I've experienced that. The, the writers of multicam absolutely want to hear their words on the page. Mm-hmm. They don't want you going off script. They want to hear the the in the middle of the sentence, period. And that's just the way that the, that process is. At an audition? Yes. Okay. Yes. They they want to hear it word for word. Okay. But when you go off script, or, but, and, it, and it, it depends on some showrunners, but for the most part, I would stay on book every time. Mm-hmm. Because that's, uh, they, you know, that may work for a feature film or something like that when you're taking a chance. But if you're, I would, I would definitely, if it was my son or my daughter who was young in the business, mm-hmm. you know, they haven't done a whole lot early on, I would say word for word, mm-hmm. say, do what's on the page, period. And then, you you know, put your spin on that, but make sure you do, make sure you, make sure you say the words. Right. The writers in multicam are so attached to their words. It is not even funny. They, they love to hear them. They want to hear them. They want to hear them during run through. Mm-hmm. They want to hear them during the table read. They want to hear them when you shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my, and my thing is I'm going to give them that. But then what I always tell my actors is that if you want to do something different here, we'll, we'll give them their take where you will do this actual line and then we'll do a take where we do yours and then we'll pick and then we'll decide, then we'll decide which one's funnier. And a lot of times they'll go with the, the one that, that the actor chose that was, cause it, it is, sometimes it is funny because it's, mm-hmm. it's more of their character. Mm-hmm. But if you throw that in the, if you throw that in the, the, the writer's face day one, they, they're choosing not received that well. Some act, some writers will go with it, but I've seen, I've seen it go the other way most times. Right, where right. they where they where they fight it because it wasn't their idea. Mm-hmm. And on set, um, how many takes do you do? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it just depends on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, like like if you like a Last Man Standing show, mm-hmm. where that's been on for eight seasons, we do we do two takes and we're done. Wow. And then you go to a Disney show that's new with the actors are green. You could be doing 10, 12 takes easy, you know, just because you're trying to get performance. Well, and, a performance uh, and they yeah. are kids. And they are kids. And right. another thing you have to have with performance is you got to have the correct camera. Like if you want that shot in a two shot, do you want that shot in a single? So a lot of times I'll say, oh, we only have that once. And then I'll, tell, I'll turn to the producer and say, well, we only have that once and we only have that in a two shot. Do you want that joke in a single? So mm-hmm. then you got to do it again and you got to hope that the kid can give that same performance when you change the shot. And that's a, that's a difficult part in multicam when you're working with kids, mm-hmm. you know? So um, having the shot with the, with the performance is, is a tough combination. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> but, uh, a child's going to set what's the most important thing for a child because sometimes you do hear the um on-camera class getting your marks most important thing is more the most important for the craft is Mm -hmm. to pay attention Mm -hmm. pay attention be on time pay attention those are the top i mean those are the biggest thing and then because if you do those two things you're going to know your words you're going to you're going but be on time pay attention and then, and then, um, you, you know, you can't be a, you can't go to a set and just, um, not, not understand. Every set has a rhythm and a vibe mm-hmm. and they're all different. So when you get on a set, you gotta, you gotta, you have to adjust to what the vibe and the rhythm of the set is. And that's something that's hard to explain. You just have to go in and feel it. You can't go on a set and not understand how things work, how things are working. My advice to young people is to, if they want to see how things are working, talk to the first AD, talk to the second AD. Those are the people you use to figure out, you know, how before you even talk to the director, because the director most of the time is is there once, you know, two, three, four times. Mm-hmm. The ADs are there every week and have been there every week, and it's their show, it's their set, and although creatively it's not their show, that stage is there, so. It's important that that actors that are guest starring on the show understand, you know, who those people are, how that set works, and always be on time and be prepared. They do that; they will be hugely successful. Most kids that do that, they 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 kids that get that and understand that, and parents who get that and understand that with their children, they usually have success. What advice can you give to parents whose children do live in L.A. and those children who don't? There's a lot of kids who they save their money, come out for pilots. They, they you know, stay maybe a couple months. My advice to those parents is to be there to support your child, period. Mm-hmm. Just support your child. Don't, don't try to be, be there. It's more important for you to be their mom or their dad than it is for you to be there, their living through vicariously through them Mm -hmm. you have to just constantly be a parent and 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 because it's kids that don't that don't have the normalcy of of a of a parent parenting them while they're going through this they even if they do well they don't come out in the other end very well Mm -hmm. because because they they didn't have that structure that parental structure the kids that have you know, when you when these Disney kids go off the rails um, after four years on a show, yeah, it's usually because they they haven't been they haven't had a, a structure, a parent that can tell them, no, you're not doing that, or mm-hmm. this is not how, no, because you got you, you, you I mean, they're doing adult jobs, but they're not adults, right. so you can't treat them that way. You have to you have to you have to continue to parent, and you have to. Um, you have to, they have to know that they're doing a, an adult's job, but they also have to know that, hey, my mom and dad, they don't accept that. They don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in my, my box and, 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 um, listen to my parents and respect my parents. Because if they, if you don't do that, then they go, they go off. They think, you know, they think that they're stars. Everybody tells them how great they are. Mm-hmm. And then the show ends and now nobody's telling them how great they are. And most kids can't handle that. Right. 
right. and and if, if if they're parented the right way, they will. If the show ends, the show will end, and they'll be regular kids. But most of them will go on and do other stuff. Right. And that just has been my experience. You know, the kids that the kids that I have countless stories of some of these Disney kids that mm. that um, were stars for four years. Mm-hmm. Grew up from twelve to seven, sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. Parents didn't parent, or parent wanted to be, you know, living vicariously through the child. And these kids come out, and now all of a sudden they're doing drugs, mm-hmm. or they've been doing drugs, and they haven't taken care of the school side of of, the, of, of their life, and they want to be stars. But now they're not as cute as they were than they were three years ago, and they're telling their mom to or their dad to, you know. To, to to put it put it you know not, they're not respectful of their parents mm. well then then if they're not respectful of their mom or their dad mm-hmm. are they going to be respectful of another adult that they don't know right chances are chances are they won't so that's why i i, I kiss the parents that um that that i could see right away when they come up on set i could see how they parent and it's you can tell that their kid is gonna is usually that number kid their their kid is number one a gem normally, mm-hmm. and you could also see that hey if this kid doesn't make it he's still gonna be a great kid, and you could just tell I could I could see it a mile away I could see it in the first thirty minutes of of meeting the child and meeting the parent right away because there are shows I do where I'll, I you know the moms are usually on set when I'm working with them right and then I'll see a kid do something that that is not what I would allow my son to do or my daughter to do. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I'll look at my peripheral and see if the parent has, is doing anything or is saying anything. And the ones that get it, they are all on top of it. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> important are, to It's yeah, so important. Very important. It is so important to parent and let them be kids. Yeah. And I'm a big person also, education. Absolutely. It's everything. In the music industry, they say you're only as good as your last hit. Well, it's pretty That's much right. the same with acting. So you get this yeah. fantastic yeah. show, and yep. then all of a sudden now you're a senior. And isn't, now what? Isn't there a dead zone? Like, a, yeah. isn't the, what is the dead zone? What is it? Fourteen to I don't. I would say 16? I would I would I would say fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. That is okay. You know, so then you have that, and then all of a sudden you're a senior. Your grades have been poor for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go to college? Well, I really, I don't right. want to go to a community college. I think it's so important. I always kind of it think is. of, um, I think uh, Claire Danes went to, um, I think she graduated Yale. I think Jodie yeah, Foster did. I think she went to Yale. Yeah. I mean, Jodie went to Yale. Yeah. yeah. Not that every child actor has to go to an Ivy League not school. Not at all. But it's not, not so all. important. It's very important. Do you, um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on after being that child actor moving on to university. I think I think that should be their aspiration. And if they mm-hmm. if they're working during that time they have to go. There's a great example of uh Yara, the young lady who works on uh blackish and now um grownish mm-hmm. who got into Harvard and, you know, she was working on blackish, got into Harvard and now she decided to go to Harvard and she um she she goes to school at Harvard a few days a week and then she'll come back uh, a few days a week and shoot her show. Good but she her. was working working the schedule out, but her but like I said, it goes back to the parents. Her parents are ama- are amazing. Her parents are amazing. And 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 they've got several kids and they make sure that they're kids before they make sure that they are actors and actresses. Right. And that's just the that's just the that's it's simple. It's just the important Very simple. thing. If the, mm-hmm. if the parents if the parents parent the child nine times out of ten will be fantastic, mm-hmm. and uh, when the parents don't parent, good luck, <laughs> right? <laughs> because because it is a it is it's it's a it's dangerous out it's there. It's a very no dangerous parenting. industry, it's and dangerous I can't. Industry. I've definitely it's a, it's heard a, it's, it's a lie. It's all a lie. Right. You know, <laughs> it's you, totally it, smoke because and pe- mirrors. because pe- it is people, <laughs> all people. Because think about it, you show up. Mm-hmm. Somebody dresses you, mm-hmm. tells you what to wear. Somebody makes you look great, puts makeup on you. Somebody tells you what to say, and then and then somebody else tells you where to look. So you're not so. So now and then then the other thing the fifth thing is now somebody everybody's telling you how great you are, and then the people are asking to sign autographs. Okay, so 
what what in 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 of those four things what what of it is yours and what of it is real mm-hmm. none of it so you just you just have to you have to um you have to have that that uh support system that that uh parents you and rears you and and lets keeps you on the straight and narrow yep and it and and and, and it, it always love it when athletes that are superstars you know score touchdowns and and super bowls and then their sister will say you know your hair looks funny because this isn't you know they can bring them <laughs> back down to earth and tell them that 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 you're just my you're just my big brother or you're mm-hmm. just my little brother you know people we need that because otherwise people lose people people lose their mind right or would be raising um egomaniacs or narcissists right i yeah. mean it even goes you back know. to you were talking about um the circle of having you're an ad or a director right. let people mm-hmm. help you don't be so Absolutely. clung on your ego and i run into that with my business all the time keep your ego out of mm-hmm. it man keep yeah. your ego out of it you know it, it 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 will it will it will destroy your career. It it'll it'll burn you out. And you know these days, especially now, because people used to put up with a lot more than they put up with nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like back in the, when I was an AD, directors just yelled all the time. They screamed at actors. They yelled at producers. They threw scripts. They did all <laughs> that back in the eighties mm-hmm. and nineties. You mm-hmm. know that was a different time. Well, when those guys became sixty five, seventy years old in the early 2000s and kept doing that, they stopped working. Mm-hmm. That you can't, that you just, that's not acceptable anymore. You can't talk to people anyway. You just, it's not, it's not allowed. And, uh, and it shouldn't be as it should. As it should be. It should have never been allowed. It should have been allowed from, from the jump. I used to work with directors that used to scream and yell at me oh and I goodness. would take it to a point. I took it to a point. And then there were times when I would bite back, and then when I bit back, you you caught a whole lot of biting. When if mm-hmm. I if I bit you back, and then every time in that situation when I bit back, they came to me and put their arms around me and apologized mm-hmm. every time. I was like, you know, you're not gonna just treat and talk to people anyway, especially me when I'm trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's not a way to go about it and, and it's not acceptable and I'm glad it's changed to where it's not even close to being acceptable these days that but be humble too there's still a Super lot of yeah. well not everybody's humble you are <laughs> yeah I'm I'm definitely humble <laughs> and loyal loyal and you know it's just look it, it pays it's off not to be loyal be forever yeah it does it does just be 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 gracious loyal and a good person and you know things will Good things will happen. Yeah. You know, you may not get every job, you may not get every show, but the ones you do get, you will go in and people will respect you and love you and they'll work hard for you if you. Mm-hmm. If you and I, and I go on different sets, like I said, every three weeks, and I know a lot of people. I'm working with a lot of different people, mm-hmm. meeting some new people. But every time I go on a set and I don't so don't know people, the first thing that they say is, "Oh, we heard about you." Mm-hmm. You heard about me, and and I would say, oh, you know, people are telling lies about me again about being a nice guy. <laughs> huh? But you know what? It's 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 important to be a nice a nice a you nice are. guy. It is. It's a, but it's and it's important to be that. Well, the fact that I could call you up and say, hey, I have this podcast that I'm doing, and and you um you said yes immediately. Yeah. No. No doubt. I mean, you know, I'm getting a lot of yeses because I've been very loyal and humble for many, absolutely. many years. That, that there is a reason why you're getting a lot of yeses. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. because if, if people didn't like you or respect you, they wouldn't, they mm-hmm. would, they, mm-hmm. they would say, why are you calling me? Don't call me. They you wouldn't know, respond. You're not that. You're, they wouldn't <laughs> respond. But people are responding because of what you're giving out, what mm-hmm. you're giving out. And that, that's so important. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, it's 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 how I live my life, and it's working out for you a hundred percent. Do you want to talk about any upcoming projects you have? Are you allowed to? Or so yeah, oh yeah. Well, we... the up the, the mm-hmm. upcoming projects I was gonna do <laughs> that I don't know they're in flux now, but right. I was doing a couple of other Disney shows. Okay. Uh, one was called uh, uh, Coop and Cammy, which I've been on a bunch since mm-hmm. it started. Mm-hmm. And then I was all, I also do this real fun show called Just Roll With It for Disney, which is a show 
that is a sitcom that mm-hmm. turns into improv three or four, three times during the episode. Nice. Which is a which is a really fun, zany, crazy show with like fifteen cameras, and it's a, it's a challenge, yeah. but it's a, it's great. And then I was my um, something I was really excited about that I don't know it's gonna I don't know if it's still gonna happen, but I was gonna do a single camera show in Canada for a month. Nice. Called Gabby Duran. And uh, so mm-hmm. that may be pushed back till mm-hmm. who knows when, um, you know, if we're flying and doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> familiar know, with that show. Yeah. 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 So I was supposed to do that in uh, all of May and June. Wow. So, so maybe they'll so just, we'll see. they'll stick you on a, um, they'll give you a rental car and you'll drive up. to. I drive on up. <laughs> <laughs> I drive on up 20 hours to Canada. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see oh, what happens. Great. But I'm, 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 I'm hopeful that uh, that I get to do something. That's like the that. only way you have so. to be positive and hopeful in these oh, times. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. With no agenda. no agenda. No agenda, and you know, take each day as it comes. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. I say, when I'm when I'm first directing on on a on a new show, and I'm really nervous. The the first day, I was like, just got to get to lunch. I just got to get to lunch. And then after lunch, okay, just got to get to the end of the day. Day one down. Next. Mm-hmm. And then, then I'm good. <laughs> I can't imagine you getting nervous. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, I'm, when, you're going to, when you're going to different shows and there are certain shows where you don't know anybody, yeah, it, no, mm-hmm. it, it can be it's a little nerve-wracking. But it, it subsides and, uh, you know, no mm-hmm. one sees that. No one sees that. But, you know, my stomach's terrible. <laughs> well, it's good to, that but you're sharing this. Way. It's good that you're sharing this with, you know, yeah. I'm sure actors or parents of young actors will listen and know that it's very yep. normal to be, I, I don't even, I'm whispering my daughters in the other, I don't even use that in front of her at all because I'm not going <laughs> right. to project. Right. I'm nervous for her secretly. Yeah. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. You, oh, you're, you're way more nervous for your kids than you are. Uh, yep. for That's not even, not, not even close. I watched I watched my son play college football for five years, and I had never been that nervous in my whole career. Oh yeah, watching him play every Saturday, it was like, woo, that was <laughs> off the charts nervous. But uh, but no, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Good thing. Well, thank you so much, Robbie, for coming on. It's what a been ple- my pleasure. I mean, I could talk for two hours or three hours with you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, let's do it again. Yes, sometime. definitely for sure. Yeah, I appreciate it. Absolutely. And you you stay the way you are will not change. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on and uh, I had a great time. I appreciate it. Okay. I love what you're doing. Thank you so much again. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. We'll All talk right. You soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to reach out for a reading. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Spiritual Reading. Stop by my website at spiritual-readings.com and I look forward to hearing from you and sharing this journey.